All right, welcome to episode 53. I like her. There's been a lot of reasons why we've started an episode. Most of them are to record. I actually just clicked record so you guys would stop talking about Game of Thrones because it's literally about to drive me to just leave the show. Leave my own house if I have to listen to one more second of this. How, how, many, how many people watch Game of Thrones? Millions. Okay. Possibly <laughs> billions. Possibly billions. If China is included. China is no longer with us. So. <laughs> she's not watching anything. Hmm. She's... She's telling Chester, whatever his name is, to just turn it down. I need to get some sleep. <laughs> so you're not buying into my Stannis Baratheon may still be alive theory? If you start doing this while we're recording, I'm just going to take this whole computer and just throw it in the trash. Maybe instead we should talk about what you did on green number six yesterday. Yeah. Let's do that. Or how's Minecraft going? Well, I haven't played Minecraft a little bit. I've got a new game that's captured my fancy called WWE 2K17. Okay, now I'm on board. (laughs) So what episode are we up to now? 53. Episode 53. Tell me where to turn. Thank Mm -hmm. you for joining us. It is all three of us back again. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Glenn3 underscore 11. You can find me at Tommy2 underscore 0. You can find me at Point Break underscore Dave. Yeah. And Dave brought us uh, a nice bowl of queso. Chips and or queso. So we've done a lot of borderline professional things, but is just eating communal queso while doing the show, like that's got to be pretty close to... It's probably not in the handbook of what how was to that? Yes. What was that? Um, they used to run it on the ticket back in the day, but that school of broad, Columbia School of Broadcasting. Yeah, were they, was that the one where they would list off like a million names? It was like, you can, you too can get a job in yeah. radio. So it was like the day one lesson like, so if somebody puts a bowl of queso on the table right before you start your show. <laughs> That's day one and then the, the final exam is alright, do a live spot all you know is choose energy. Go. Well, I'll tell you, since we are have this community queso here, is that I mean, what whatever, you each, you of whatever each one of us has, the other now has. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pass over this Valtrex flyer <laughs> real fast. And uh, You have that thing where like, you, uh, you, you pay no more than a $10 copay no matter what your insurance does, a little code for that. Yeah. Just very confidently hand it to the lady at CVS and say, look. There's a few side effects, <laughs> but you'll be you'll be fine. You can do most things. So this guy at work, uh, he, has been, he hadn't been in work in like three days and he was sick. And this is a guy that I've known for a while that has like bad allergies and whatever. So on Wednesday, I texted him and I said, hey, man, how are you feeling? And he said, not good. And I said, well, I have two questions for you. And I said, how bad is the diarrhea? And are you blotting? And he wrote back and said, bad and yes. Oh, man. <laughs> it turns oh, out he had, like, just a shocking uh, stomach virus, food poisoning, whatever. Oh. Yeah. It said said that by, like, the third day he was feeling fine. He's like, I could have totally come into the office, but could not be more than five feet away from the toilet at any time. Oh, man, it's a terrible, terrible feeling. Yeah. Have so, you ever had a bad enough virus or whatever wreaking havoc on your system that you had to uh, bring the sample to the doctor's office? 
No. Now I've, I've had to do that twice. That's an awkward that situation. That seems like one one that lingers for more than like yeah. a day. I think that's your problem. No, you, you don't do that on day two or three when it's day like five, six. Oh, no, I, I don't think I've ever had anything remember, that would be on day two. It was probably three or four years ago, but this thing went around about the, the lettuce, like it was from lettuce, but it was, I think, bagged lettuce. Oh, yeah. I had that. I, I recall that. Yeah and, yeah, and that was the second time I had to do the sample. Yeah. And, There's uh, no yeah. way Dave had that because he's never eaten lettuce in his life. <laughs> Unless they put it inside the Unless burger. when he ordered the bacon cheeseburger with ranch on the side, they accidentally <laughs> forgot to take the piece of lettuce yeah, off of it. Lettuce or any other green vegetable, I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, would, uh, I would tell you right now that I had lettuce uh, two of the three meals I ate today. What was the Mitch Hedberg quote? <laughs> if I ever got athlete's foot, I'd tell the doctor, that's not my foot. <laughs> <laughs> So let's uh, let's bring it on down. Now. Let's bring it on down. Let's uh, go back indeed. a week. Chester Bennington, indeed. yes, indeed. Let's go back a week when Chester left us and Dave abandoned us last minute. I might add, maybe, very unprofessional. Maybe I was taking that news really hard. I think I think that that was pretty un- unprofessional behavior, though. I, he was he was in until about three hours before we were set to yeah. go. Such a lie. But even without him, we, we pressed on. It was a good episode. Well Thank done. you. Well done. Pressed through episode 52. And while we were here recording a podcast, Dave was having his own very, very big night. So, it was. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll lead this. So during the course of this baseball season and all of our daily fantasy ventures, there are two of the three of us who have won literally thousands of dollars in a tournament Indeed. i am not one of them <laughs> as we currently sit here glenn, not, not yet glenn, not glenn, yet glenn. thoughts and prayers yeah we're gonna keep you in our thoughts and prayers no it was a it was a it was a big night and i've had i think this was by far my biggest score but i've had a couple and it's weird because you always know like everyone that I've hit really big, like about eight thirty that night, you're like, man, this one's this is really looking something, good. Yeah. Something's cooking here. So we got a text message from Dave shortly before we started recording that said about three hours after we got a text message that yeah. said, "I'm not coming tonight." Yeah. Period with no explanation. <laughs> but it said, "I think I've got something good here." And I was like, "Okay, you know." And typically, that's you know, next day we kind of screenshot everything and share it around and it usually means hey i bought in for four bucks and i won a couple hundred yeah so that's we're, a very good night yeah that's, yeah, a, yeah, no, that's a abnormally good night I'm right. not, it might even be i bought in for four and one thirty i mean yeah, yeah i mean I like a really good that. night yeah. is a couple hundred yeah so we record i'm not really paying attention to what you sent other than you know that it was good I, you sent us your lineup but i didn't really pay much attention to it on the way home tommy text and says man it looks like uh this is a really good night for you so i get home get ready i'm going to bed taking my last look at the phones to see if i've completely crapped out for the night and (laughs) And the answer to that was uh i think i at least had some money coming back to me i don't know if it was a break-even night or not but so i'm in the big tournament twenty-nine thousand plus entries i was in there with you and i'm seeing what i got i've got one or two entries that are making money and then you can always, you know, you go to your entries and you just hit the overall standings. It takes you right to the top. So I know Dave's doing really well. I look at I know he has some Royals and they put up 16 runs. So I'm like, he's got to be doing pretty good. Maybe even like in the top 
couple hundred, you know. Right. Which is out which of thirty thousand yeah, thirty thousand is like top point whatever yeah. percent is insane. So I I, I uh, tap over to the uh, standings to start at number one, ready to scroll down, get my scrolling thumb ready. <laughs> oh, there was no scrolling necessary <laughs> as point break underscore day was in first place out of thirty thousand people with a purse first of place four thousand dollars. Ain't no stopping us now. Man. No, it was it was funny because I was I had um I had a full stack of royals. So four. you might have to explain to the listeners okay, what sorry. that means. Yeah. The, you get eight. You get in DraftKings, not FanDuel, because that's not legal in Texas right now. Thank you, Greg Abbott. Yeah, as as much as Point Break Dave has fought for our rights. Yes, Greg um, Abbott has just rolled all over our rights. <laughs> um. You get two pitchers and eight bats, and the most you can get from any single team is five. You can have up to five. Five players. Yeah. Or five bats from the same yeah. team, yeah. So, normally, I like to do a four and four split. So, I'll take four bats from one team, four from another. And what I did on this night was I had four Royals bats, and as Glenn said, they went off for 16 runs, and... At that same time, I think the games started pretty close to each other. I also had four bats from the Baltimore Orioles, who we have seen live in their ballpark. It's true. We have been to Camden. We have. And uh, they they ran me up nine runs, very solid, and I got most everything out of that game. But the two late games, I had um, I had Bumgardner as one of my pitchers, and. Uh, Yankees were Severino. Yeah. And hey, that's Severino is who I had on my magical night as well. Well, they were the two highest priced pitchers for that slate. So I'm going to bed and, you know, when you take the two highest priced pitchers, little little short on salary for the bats, but so the bats way overachieved. Right. And I'm going to have bed. to you're yeah. going to win something like that. You've got guys you expect very little from who give you five times what they're projected. Exactly. It's the only way to win something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it also helps in a huge league like that. Like, you know, I have several guys that are, you know, 3% or less owned. Right. Which means if you hit big, you're going to be, not everyone's going to have the same. It's not like Bryce Harper when he hits a home run and everybody in the league gets So, which brings me to my observation for this whole thing first congratulations on your four thousand dollars hopefully you haven't already blown through it in a week not yet um 29,000 entries you got like 13 14 15 games that night however many players that are available to use there was i don't know what the mathematical odds are but there was one other person that had the exact same lineup as you the exact same lineup. i need we need to talk to like an Somebody who does like actuarial studies. Somebody could welcome us to math. Standard deviation, linear regression to figure out exactly what the odds of that are. Because it cost you a thousand dollars. It did. Because somebody had the same. Because technically, lineup. first place was five thousand, yeah. and second was three, and we ended and up. And you guys ended up going four and four. But what was funny is what a travesty. I uh, I went to. I get up very early in the morning, Whoa. so I okay. could not stay up and watch the, uh, you know... You the, didn't stay up and watch it? I did not stay up and watch the 9.15 starts. Dude, I, I, I stayed up the other night because I was going to, like, double my 
25 bucks. Yeah, if I'm in the green, I'm probably staying up yeah. to the last game. I stayed up to watch a random Dodgers-Twins <laughs> game until midnight. Well, Tommy can attest that one time I hit a, a pretty big baseball parlay, and the last game went to extra innings, and I was like, it was like a June Giants game, and I was up at like 1.40 in the morning, like texting him, like, dude, it's in the 12th inning. I Like, losing my mind, because I just need... I think I need the Giants to win. Um, but what was crazy about it, so I watched, like, the first couple innings. So Bumgarner, like, he's got to be 30-plus. Right, but, salary, he, but like, he hasn't been good since he came back from his ATV accident. Right, true. But when you pay twelve grand in salary cap for him, you're expecting yeah, he, at least 30. Well, that may be a little steep. At least 25. 30 is pretty good. I think you're solid. looking for double the salary... Three times is like optimal. Yeah, he was twelve thousand, I think. So yeah, I yeah. was expecting. Okay, we'll go with double, somewhere in the high twenties, low thirties. Well, he ends up, and he's doing good. Like he's got some strikeouts. When I go to bed, I get up the next morning, and he got me all of twelve points, yeah. which is terrible, and somehow was enough. So how did you find out the next morning? Was it did you have the little push alert or did you see our you know, text? It's funny. No, I woke up because did you look at as, your account balance and notice it was four thousand dollars higher? As much as I went, you know, I was like, I I just can't stay up. I got to go to bed. You know, my subconscious knew. So I woke up at two like two thirteen in the morning. <laughs> Like, just wide awake and immediately grabbed the phones. Like, I got to know. All of a sudden, you were sleeping in a tent instead of a bed. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Suddenly, I was lying flat on my back, and the the fan was hitting something. (laughs) The ceiling fan. Oh, man. But, yeah. No, it was funny because, like, you pop up, and I get the, you know, like, the notifications. And it's like, your account has been credited. And it's like... Because I also, I had, I think, five entries that night. And it's like, your account has been credited like $4,012. <laughs> I was like, whoa. That's awesome. It goes to show you had, say, five other teams that combined for yeah for 12 bucks <laughs> And one team that got 4000 It just so takes it's, that one, man. No, it's, it, it's all or nothing. That's the best way to play it. Yeah, I think that's... All right. So speaking of playing it or playing with it, I don't know Whoa, which is what? right. Should we stop here and just say that, like, since we've been recording outside, like, we know that there's a lot of cricket and animal sounds in the background, and we don't care. Yeah. And there's a ceiling fan, which may fall on us. <laughs> I hate falling on us. May I, also be I, uh, providing some white noise. I can tell you that it's very sturdy. I mean, it's in Plano, so obviously it's going to be that type of noise. Found out how sturdy it was earlier today and then changed my mind. At you the need to have some few cobwebs up here. I'll take care of that for you. <laughs> oh, good. Speaking of... Right into the queso. <laughs> Great. I haven't sprayed any bug spray in there yet, so that's nice. But yeah, speaking of playing, um, we still haven't covered the, uh, the rest of the Las Vegas trip to the uh, World Series of Poker. The greatest city in the world. Here Las we Vegas. have some uh, some good Dave stories from that. Oh my goodness! Maybe Do a Dave ever. dinner story. Do we? Oh ever. well, well. So I think I kind of teased it a, a little bit in the last episode that we we were at a real nice restaurant. I told the story of our uh, our poker playing hero getting very upset at the uh, Somalian, the <laughs> Somalier. 
You Indeed. Right? Are you just having some queso? You taking a queso break? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fine. So, this particular restaurant, yeah, very very nice. Reservations only for sure. You're not gonna just show up there and get a table, especially not for a big party. It's not are, a are we in, are we intentionally not saying the name of it? Well, no, we can say the name of it. Mm-hmm. I, I was gonna I was actually gonna. Uh, protect their good name because they have a cheesecake factory now in Vegas. <laughs> well, I know many of our listeners have asked about sports yeah. betting tips, so we'll give you another Here's Vegas a tip. tip. Lakeside at the Wynn. We have been there many times. Look into it. It's amazing. Get the uh, filet. Known for their seafood, get the filet. Who are you looking at? Of course I'm getting the filet. <laughs> All right. you think, uh, you're not going to you're not going to get the uh, Jumbo lump crab. Wait, do they have swordfish there? <laughs> they probably do. Actually, uh, give me a swordfish a, and a fillet. They have quite an array. You can do that. You can you can make any kind of pairing you wanted. But we uh, they'll, they'll I, do I, what I bet you can. <laughs> they'll do whatever except split the check, <laughs> as was already discussed. We had a uh, we had a heck of a time even getting the reservation ironed out because we were trying to make a reservation for thirteen. And if you have more than 12 people, you have to go through the special events coordinator. So we, we got to know through multiple phone calls. We got to know everybody at the restaurant very well. But we arrived. Uh, some of our party was there before us waiting in the bar. They had a beautiful table in a very nice location in the restaurant. Dead center. Dead center, set up, ready to go. And uh, we, we met up with the rest of our party in the bar, and we started making our way to the table. And we sit down. uh and we're sitting in our seats, looking around, and there's one seat empty at the table. And uh, it's like, what happened to Dave? He was just behind us. Everybody's looking around. Where's Dave? Where's Dave? Well, we look back, and he's standing back at the very front of the restaurant talking to the hostess. So tell us, uh, tell us what that conversation sounded like, Dave. Well, apparently, the the very start of the conversation was the hostess went to uh, Mrs. Tommy because she was the one that had coordinated all this and politely asked because it's a big party politely pointed to me and said is the gentleman in the shorts with your party (laughs) (laughs) and that was that was me so when we were walking up there and everybody that's with us is wearing either like a sports coat minimum jeans everybody's got collared shirts and you're just you're just riding it out in your shorts you never once thought like hmm something seems a little bit off here let me say this there's my focus in vegas is not on what attire is appropriate at a restaurant you had a hard time getting me to be able to eat at this restaurant because i only dress to eat at like wendy's (laughs) and maybe Outback Steakhouse. And also, not that I really gave it much thought, but and I know Tommy won't admit to this because he's trying to bury me in this story, but we have also eaten at a very nice restaurant in Aria and walked in there because we made it a point to go back to our separate hotel rooms and change with our, you know, put on nicer clothes because we knew it was a nice restaurant and then we get there and half the restaurants in shorts and i was like you know man it's 115 degrees outside they're catering to people that are walking casino to casino gambling like it's probably different than going to 
three forks in Dallas, you know? It's so, just a different crowd. So what did you do when the hostess asked you to take your shorts off? I just dropped them right there. Okay. No, it was actually funny because I've never been in that situation because she came over and she's like, um, we have a strict dress code here that you have to wear pants. Was anything posted? I have no idea. It, it should be implied. That's what I'm saying. Like, because you're at the win. You're go. Yeah, you're going to a place where we're a kimono. Per, uh, per person, like per person, you're not getting out of there for under 125 bucks a person. Easy. Yeah, you're not at Imperial Palace. You don't need <laughs> a kimono. You know, he's dressed like he's going to the Cinnabon at Casino Royale. Hey, watch it. <laughs> no, but um, so they come over and they're telling me that and. My first thought is, so does this mean I don't I don't get to eat? Because I was really wanting what <laughs> one a nice steak. If he had if he had, had to go find a Chipotle while we were all eating steak. So what they do? They uh, said, "Sir, um, very politely, come with me," and they took me back <laughs> to the back of the restaurant where there's you know like the uh, the restrooms and some Lawrence other little Fishburne stuff. was waiting for him, wearing all the rings on his hands. And we get back there and. What movie the, was that from? Man, uh, well, the book is remember. called "Bringing Down the House." I think the movie was Twenty One. Correct. That's right. Okay. Um, no, they take me back there, and she's like, "Wait here," and comes back with a nice pair of slacks on a hanger, <laughs> and uh, go in the restroom, throw those on. Little big. Not gonna like, lie. They fit, or they they give everybody like a thirty six. They were 34. like tuxedo pants where you kind of make some. Kind of kind of can cinch them up. But then the best part is I come out of the bathroom. Whoa. Yeah. And now the hostess is gone. She's back up at the front, which is like the complete opposite side. So I have to like have my little spare pair of shorts on the hanger. So he put his shorts on the hanger and he's standing <laughs> like there walking back point. through the restaurant. At this point, one of the guys even is just like. Where we could see Dave across, right. he's like, you know, holy crap! Dave's standing there with his shorts and the hanger. So then, this is when photo evidence starts to come out. It looks like he's got hammer pants on. Yeah. So there, there is, uh, there is very blurry uh, photographs of Dave standing next to some kind of like sculpture in the restaurant, wearing baggy tuxedo pants, holding a pair of pink shorts on a hanger. The, the photos are pretty funny because I'm walking and it's like the guy's moving them so it's very it looks uh, like a Bigfoot it photo. looks like the Patterson film from Bigfoot is exactly wow. what it looks like but then uh, then you go and you sit at your table and your entire legs are covered the entire night and you're like what a waste yeah oh, and, Dave, and Dave was determined to find somebody else in there eating wearing shorts like he, he couldn't even concentrate on the meal because every time a new party would walk in he's sizing them up to see if they let somebody in with shorts how was the cheeseburger there? The filet. So, was, did you get a side of ranch with the filet? He, he ordered the filet with a side of ranch. I got the filet and the lobster bisque, and both mm, were the delectable. Bisque. How'd you get that cooked? Medium rare. Okay, yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say medium well, and. No. Well, no, he, he didn't want it to be too hot because he already he didn't have shorts on anymore. <laughs> so. It's a terrible comment. Oh, I felt pretty good about it. So, uh, any other wheels off stories? Did you confront the homeless? No, there is a, um... They'll hang out on those pedestrian bridges, though. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. So, depending on where you are, there are certain craps tables that have a prop bet called the small, the tall, and the all. 
And oh. basically what that is... Kind of sounds like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Um, basically, the all bet is during your roll, before you roll a seven, you will roll every other combination of dice. Like okay. two through 12. All of them before you roll a seven, which is impossible. It pays three... Or 150 to 1, I think. Yeah, and should probably pay 150,000. Right, yeah. Right. But it's Vegas. So we're there one day. Um, me and a couple of our friends that were there. And I start rolling the dice. And one of our friends made all the bets. And the tall and the small. The tall is basically just the top half. So 8 through 12. And the small is deuce through 6. Um and he made all the bets and I'm rolling and I hit the tall for him then I got every piece of the small except the four which and, is the hardest one to get well the deuce and the twelve is the hardest one to get alright and, okay. and, and how many months have a fifth Sunday but no, let's I, just say I, I was thinking just the point numbers I'm sorry yeah we had, uh, we had everything but the four and man the table was Pretty, uh, pretty turned up, waiting for that four, and didn't didn't get never, there. Didn't <laughs> never arrived. Never had arrived. about as much success as Dave had trying to get in the restaurant with shorts. <laughs> but it was exciting. It was a good trip. It was a good trip. Nice. Yeah. I lost a lot of money. I don't want to talk about yeah specifics, but it was a pretty bad trip for me. There was a uh, there was one uh, night uh, or it was the day that uh, our friend played the the uh, main event and. and I said, hey, I'm going to go make a sports bet. And he goes, hey, whatever you make, just double it for me and I'll give you the money back. So I looked at the the roster and there was an Astros game that I really liked to go under. You know, I looked at the fantasy stats. It just seemed like the matchup was there. I believe the Astros scored 22 runs in that game. Really, if we have any... Um, uh, by themselves, yeah. If we have any people just dabbling into, like, DraftKings... The surefire way to win is see what game Tommy bet the under on and then just stack every <laughs> stack, bet you can. F out of that game. So what's a lot of money? Like, did the number have a comma? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and that's okay the, that the, you just said that on these airwaves? Yeah, the, the first day had a comma. Uh, uh, whoa! <laughs> Tommy, ah. Tommy came to show Vegas yeah. what was up. Nobody, nobody that listens to this wants to hear, like, beat down gambling stories but there was a couple of things that happened that just don't should never happen there was a there was a poker hand where he'll go ahead and tell us though i'm going to tell you the very abridged version i'm not going to if dave was telling the story we'd get like every street of betting what the guy was thinking what he was thinking and then you know soundcloud would be out of business before uh, you got to the end of it no all the money went in uh my hand if they run it a bazillion times my hand wins 96 percent of the time so the guy had basically had a head, was drawing very thin and almost dead. Almost dead and hit the exact cards he needed to hit. And, it, and I said cards plural. It took multiple yeah. cards. It wasn't one card. He needed two to make it happen, and he did. Uh, and that was that was a four hundred dollar swing. Just that one instance. And then uh, Tommy got that, mad. That's a shame. Tommy got mad and got got back in the game to make it all back. And that always goes well, as we all know. So. It was not a good night. Not a not a good trip. Not a good night. But uh, I not still gambling to, wise, but otherwise gambling. it's fun because it's Vegas. No, I had a great time. Ate some really good food. Stayed in a really weird hotel room with a see-through shower. If you ever want to go there and stay with me, I'm 
I'm calling BS, BS on this because you guys say that, but I stayed in a hotel room at the same hotel. Or hey, I'll get Mrs. Tommy out here and she'll testify. It was true story. I don't know if I feel comfortable. I don't think I need to hear this. I don't think this is good for no, if anybody. You're, if you're in the room of the hotel, like so, if I if uh, if you're laying on the bed and I'm taking a shower, you could see. <laughs> why, why does it have to be the two <laughs> of you? Why, why are you painting this picture? I don't know. It felt like a good thing to paint. <laughs> But it's a true story, yeah. You can well, see that's her. the. F- when we get down, she's in there. The first thing I want to ask is, "Hey, tell me about your see-through shower." Yeah, yeah. Like, what was that like? In a lot of detail. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've got all the time in the world. I have to be at work till yeah. you know eight tomorrow. Yeah. No, but, uh, please no. don't tell me anything about that. No, true story though. True story. Hey, quick story that Glenn will like. So we're in Vegas and stumble across the fact that one of our my good friends that lives in California is also in Vegas, like just coincidentally, because he works for a company that does um, image capture for video games, like where they scan in okay. players. So they're out there for the summer league, getting all the new rookies. And met up with him one night, had some had some drinks, and he was telling me that you know it's like 120 cameras. It's a big process yeah. to put all the stuff on their faces. So, like, they're just kind of getting people as they can get them. So they get one guy. They were supposed to get uh, Lonzo Ball, and he was not there, like, when he was supposed to be there. So Very surprising. Yeah. Next guy shows up, and they're like, all right. So they get him all hooked up right about when they start scanning him. Here comes Ball and his entourage and demands they unhook this guy that they've just worked, like, 40 minutes on. And they they had to do it because that was the only time to get ball. And you got to have him on the game because otherwise you probably just turn around and then you don't. Yeah, man. He's such a self-promoter. He wants to be on the game. Yeah. That is ridiculous, though. But they also did one. But the thing is, you also can't just tell him to go, you know, F off. Sure you can. I would love to tell him that. But then he's not on the game, and then your boss is like, where's Lonzo Ball? And you're like, well, yeah, here he showed up and whatever. And I I told him him to F off. I told him he could go do this to himself. Here's the PowerPoint of what I told him exactly. And then you get fired. Yeah. And he ends up on the game anyway. So, anyway. But... We're gonna long do, pause. <laughs> we're gonna do a weekly ball Lonzo Ball story <laughs> this week in Lonzo Ball. So speaking of speaking of trips, there was four of us that took a wonderful trip out to the dirt track this past weekend. Oh, Grayson sad, County Speedway. Sad to have missed. So it. American, so, so great. I was there. Gustav was there. Tom Ginsburg was there. And the man, Matt Hancock, was there. Awesome. And uh, I'm not going to go into great detail, because it seemed like Gustav was taking a rather large amount of notes. Oh, like about he's going to... Is he, is he going to do some kind of like crap on the dirt track? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. That would he, be highly offensive to me. He's Those just uh, he's a expert at his craft. He knows how to take notes and make a good podcast. He sees things. He sees the little things, that the little details that were going on, you know. Like if he was in a room with a see-through shower, he would have realized it. <laughs> yeah, I think there, that's a good point. Yeah. He might have um, even written it down. So it was a great time. There were no 
the only disappointment was there were no fights, whether it was between fans or drivers. That's a disappointment. No weddings. No weddings. Bicycle races. Candy no bicycle call. races. No candy calls. No midgets. Was Did there a four-wide salute to the troops? No, we saluted the troops, and we mentioned the troops in the uh, pre-racing prayer. As which, you do. Which blessed our troops who were out defending the entire human race, as it was put. <laughs> oh, wow. And, then, and that caused your second laughing during a prayer incident, didn't it? Yeah. So, apparently... <laughs> so, the guy thought, like, the movie Independence Day was happening. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Uh, is it? Is it Cybernet from T2? I can't remember what it's called. Skynet. Skynet, yes. Skynet and the, the bots have become aware, and that's what our troops are really over there doing, is defending the entire human race. Wow. But it was uh, it was a fun night. Glad they were able to come out. Um, Sad I missed that. And then at the end of the night, so you guys are aware of the 50-50 contest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is basically just your standard raffle. They I, find the hottest girl they have at the track, which is usually like a toothless... <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> they had to do some searching. <laughs> I'll say the amount I've spent on 50-50 yeah. ravels and never one has got a comment in yeah. <laughs> So you pay a dollar a ticket, but you only, you know, the only potential winnings is, is half of that. Yeah. So, the, the, so they sold... Were they running any kind of a special, like, you buy one for a no. dollar, but then for, like, five dollars you get no. five? No. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> that happened at a 50-50. That, oh, okay. that was a joke for one person, Dave. Right. Yeah. But, but uh, that the uh, toothless hot girl... She told us. She told us one time. She said, "Look, if you buy one, it's a dollar. But if you buy five, it's five dollars." <laughs> At which point, Tommy goes, "What if I get 20? <laughs> Her head exploded. Yeah. Um, so they do the fifty-fifty at the end of the night before the very last feature race. So the A main, the A main, as it's called. Yeah, we got to get our terminology here. So there's Start four of us there. And me and Gustav and Tom had all bought tickets, I think, the first time around. Yeah. And then during the intermission... Or How big did you go? Did you get in We all 20? went for five apiece. Okay. I think Tom went ten. Okay. Ooh, but he's got private school money. Yeah. Oh, so. well. Um, he's trying to show you guys up. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> maybe impress the girl a little bit, too. Maybe so. <laughs> See somebody whip out a ten spot. You know, that can... Next thing, the next thing that comes out after that's the mop. <laughs> So, so we all got our tickets, and then it was inter. I think it was during intermission, or intermission. Oh yeah, that was like a good fifteen minutes because Matt and I had time to to get up, walk over the concession stand, wait in line, and get our walking taco. You got a walking taco? Just take a dump in the trunk. <laughs> no, not this time. It wasn't that fun of a night. So, uh, so we get our walking tacos, and I asked him if he bought any tickets for the fifty fifty. He's like, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. I was like, man. Just get you got to get some. So we're all in. You tell them that you can't win if you're not in. Exactly. <laughs> okay. And also was just floating the line of I got a feeling one of the four of us is going to win tonight. It's going to happen. Well, definitely going to happen. Something nobody's probably ever said about a fifty-fifty raffle. Yeah. So it was all basically just a play to get him to buy some tickets. So he's just got a stake in the game. We got a little sweat going. Yeah. A skin in the game. Yeah. yeah. So we get to the uh, the announcement of the numbers and the guy doing the PA. So first off, when Matt gets his tickets, we get back. He's convinced. The girl comes around, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, around. give that's me a weird, uh, that's yeah." A weird way to put well, it. Well, you know, some have range, some don't. Yeah. Um, he's like, he wants five dollars worth, and she looks down, and she's at the end of the roll of the tickets. She they has. sold them all. So the the first roll of them. So she's like, "I gotta go get more." So we all had green tickets. <laughs> Bring back the mop. 
<laughs> she brought back a thing of blue tickets and a mop. And a chamois. <laughs> and so with the guys announcing the numbers, before he even announces the numbers, he kills the green ticket buzz by saying, if you with the winning ticket, you're holding a blue ticket, okay, not a green so you one. guys are all drawn dead at that point. Oh, I tore him up and <laughs> tossed him into the sky. So we're all just looking at uh, Matt's tickets. And he's got whatever the series of numbers is, and it ran 36 to 40. So they call out. It's like eight digits, you know. So they call it out. we got the first four. The next two, he's right there. Long pause. Build the, you know, build the tension or whatever anticipation. And all of a sudden he says, 4-0. And we all just, we're all pointing at his tickets, you know. And just The four of us just screaming. And Matt's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what do I do? What do I do? And pulling him down. He's like, go down there and get your money. And so they take him. He goes down there and they... Claims his money. You got to show your ticket. They yeah. give him his money. They ask him what his name is. You know where you're from and all that kind of stuff. And then the guy's like, uh, "So do you like pancakes?" And Matt's like, "Yeah, I like pancakes." He's like, "Good deal. I'll see you at IHOP after the races. Oh, well, you're buying or whatever." So Matt gets back and we're congratulating him and it's awesome. And he's like, "Did that guy ask me something about pancakes? I have no idea." Oh, I thought you were saying, "Do I really have to go to IHOP now with this guy?" Because that's so awesome. Tell me, he at least tipped the girl. Um, I wasn't down there. But what about no, no, no. you? You talked him into it. No, 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 hold on. Let's let's get to that part. First off, by the way, Matt, super good dude. Yes. Glad he won. The best of dudes. But he needs to understand that if the train comes into the station, everybody rides. <laughs> <laughs> the girl did not hand over the money, to my knowledge. The the, the fat PA guy did. Yeah. He doesn't I mean, need he it. He no, doesn't, he doesn't get it. The only tip he needs is like a picture of a treadmill <laughs> and like a low-carb diet. And tell him to get the so Matt restarts comes back. right. And he, he's got the envelope for the money. He pulls out the money. We're taking pictures of him holding the money and stuff. And then he turns and starts peeling off 20s to pay us back, like to make us even for the night. Oh, what a good dude. I'm like, that's a good dude right there. No, no. That's your money. You won. This is, I've been playing 50-50s at racetracks as long as I can remember. I've never won. Let me tell you, if I would have won the $237.50, I may have flipped a couple of quarters to somebody. But that's all anybody that's else was getting. The, the rest, rest is going. <laughs> was going on the track. <laughs> <laughs> going in this pocket right here. So uh, it was a great time. Uh, How many uh, on tap banquet beers did you enjoy? Matt brought a cooler of Yellow Bellies. Oh wow! So that's why I won. We finished them off. I don't. I don't really know. I was there and then I was home. I, it's about oh, no. Facing the wrong direction at one point. I didn't get the point. text that said help was required, so that's probably good. <laughs> Help's required at 75 South, <laughs> near exit 57. Um, and there are discussions of a return trip. Oh, I think that uh, I think that needs to happen. So I'll go ahead and get the word out. This is this is still tentative, but Saturday, August 19th is the proposed return trip date to Grayson. Grayson County. Do we know what's on the card for that night? It's a regular show. Okay. Which is what we went to this time. Was just was the regular show. So the the main event that is going to be a modified. Yeah. Okay. Bombers. Uh, they have two. They have IMCA stock cars and like a factory stock. Oh, so they don't have anything as low as bombers. Okay. Next question. Well, if they don't have bombers, that kind of ruins it. With my four thousand from DraftKings, could we buy a bomber? There's no now question and then? you could buy a bomber with four thousand. 
the lowest class of cars they have, I'd be surprised if you couldn't get in that with four thousand dollars. You could walk up to the track that night, offer somebody five hundred, and be driving their car within <laughs> two seconds. Like there's, I, you could probably drive the points leader's car for five hundred bucks. So August nineteenth is the proposed date. I we're, like it. We're firming up the details here on the show into things, but the plan is for the full cast of Tell Me Where to Turn to be there. I would, I would love to go. I actually need to. Uh, talk to Gustav. I have a rodent problem in my attic and I feel like he knows things that real men know about. Do you think he knows like a special spell that would just get the rodent just to come down? I could help you out with that. Well, I have like... Minecraft. A shot. No, but tell me... I'll, I'll field this question to you guys. I have... Uh, that's, uh, yeah, uh, that's, phrasing? Not, that's not a correct I think phrasing. we're the ones fielding the question. question. You're maybe dressing the question. There you go. That's better. Thank you. Um, no, heard something scratching around up there, like for a couple days. So stinks now. No, oh, no, okay. it's still alive. Could it's be a person. <laughs> We're not ruling out it's a person. Keep saying help. <laughs> but um, so we're on like the whatever monthly recurring deal with Terminex. So they come out every other month, and they spray. Must be nice for to have Dave money. Yeah. Spray around the house and keep, you know, whatever bugs out. So call yeah. them out because they also, like, they're supposed to do rodents. So the guy comes out and he sets some traps up there and he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, you definitely, like, all of a sudden the guy turns into the crocodile hunter, only he's alive. And he's giving me all these, like, tips on, like, oh, well, there's this kind of droppings and, like, all this stuff. And, I'd say it's about this size of a rat. Like he's some expert now. Um, so he asked him if he was some kind of expert. He's <laughs> a big rat. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gary Sanchez just effed my win. Oh, that's, that's a tough thing. That's okay. No, but take a take a guess, right? So he's like, you know, we'll come out, we'll look around the house, find any holes where they're getting in, patch them up. And then we'll set some traps, and we'll come back in a little while and get them out. Did you tell them there are any holes around there that anybody's getting in <laughs> these days? Wow. You say a couple of them we don't need to cover <laughs> up. So just take a guess at the cost of that. $375. I will go $376. There's a comma in it. Okay, then that guy's ripping you off. You, you need to throw that guy out of your house if there's a comma in it. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it was like $1,100. Tack, tack up a couple shingles over some holes and charge you $1,000. Well, that's why I, I need someone from the... Uh, you need someone from the wilderness I do. to come through there. and. I need Gustav up there with like a Rambo knife and camo and just let him up there. Come down there with a rat in his <laughs> mouth. But yeah, that's ridiculous, man. And then, wow. so I called, like, I was like, well, I'm not going to be a sucker. I'll call another company, like a local company. Yeah. That guy, I feel like in that genre of business, like, the free estimate is pretty standard, right? So what do you Google at that point? Like, it's ex- attic sealer? No, it's like exclusion. It's like rodent exclusion. I've or been something. ripped off.com. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the dude yeah. wanted... The other company I called wanted 50 bucks just to come out and then tell me what it would cost. Let me to check FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> just a thought. Wow. It might send a guy out there that knows his way around an exclusion. Yeah. So. So. 
started watching The Wire. Oh, yes. I'm only like to episode four. Yeah. So I think my plan here is going to try to be like maybe every other week we talk about a season. Okay. Maybe right. that's the pace I'll try to All right. keep up here. So um, you, you got to meet McNulty. Yeah. Got to meet McNulty. Yeah, and Bunk. Yes. Yeah. String and Avon. I, I know who these people are. Okay. I'll tell you this. Angelo is a big player to start out, right? Yeah, very much a big okay, player. Yeah. To watch any, I know you talked about briefly the OJ probation or parole hearing. Yeah, little Cleo McDowell look to him. <laughs> <laughs> Go back maybe, and look at the stills. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, a, maybe, maybe a little bit. Let's <laughs> let's get him. Let's get about amongst the people again. Open up a chain of restaurants. Golf and serve up some big mix. Yeah. It'll be great. My buns have no seeds. Um, so the wire. So first observation is everybody, all the other cops, just crapping on McNulty. Yeah. Seems. Yeah. Miserable. Yeah. Any cop with tenure just basically says, "Yeah, I'm not doing anything. Go f yourself." Yeah, you'll see a lot of apathy in the police force. But yeah. I don't think that's necessarily wrong. I think my other observation is so far the the drug trade, especially within the towers, just. Seems pretty boring. You just kind of sit on an orange couch yeah. all day. <laughs> Later on, they they play checkers with chess pieces. I just got to that oh, today. Okay. And then and then D'Angelo kind of gives the yeah. and it's metaphorical. It is in in many ways. Um, because he's like, yeah, here's the piece. This piece doesn't really do. It's it has all the power, but it doesn't do anything. He's like, oh yeah, like your uncle. <laughs> yeah, no, that's funny. Has D'Angelo gone to like this fancy restaurant with this girl yet? Not yet. I'm no. probably. It's a pretty funny scene. That's a good scene. Pretty Just right scene. before that, but um, he wears lot... shorts. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> a lot of uh, familiar faces I've seen in subsequent. Shows, movies, oh, yeah. etc. It's just a it's a regular parade of people that you see, and you're like, oh yeah. And then I've always, I think it's uh, there's one guy in there. I don't know if I if his name has been introduced yet, but he looks like Russell Westbrook. Oh, uh, Bodie. It's Bodie. Yeah, yeah. So I've always heard that reference in a you know whatever, yeah. and like the first time he shows up on screen, he does. I'm like that guy <laughs> looks, and I mean. No offense. <laughs> Almost exactly like Russell Westbrook. Of course, Bodie would destroy Westbrook in a fight. Um, or maybe he gets bigger in later seasons. Bodie's gets little, little stronger looking. Well, four episodes in, he seems like he's got his eyes on the crown at some point. So maybe that's a development you don't he's, need to give me a hint. No, about yet. no, I was just talking like he's yeah, he's a built dude. So I think so far it is a show that's kind of a slow burn. Yeah. But I, but I, isn't it sad that Avon, like after winning the state championship in football, and then just like integrated a school and everything was great, and then just turned that, in. Is that a Remember the Titans? It reference? sure is. Yeah. What else has he been? <laughs> I'm not a fan of that movie. So really, you just think it was better in the start? <laughs> I, I like the first 15 minutes. Wow. Overrated sure. movie. Delete the like the last five minutes of the show, and then the end of the movie where when the guy dies and they go to his funeral and they're supposed to be a lot older, but they just put a bunch of fake beards and mustaches on them. So yeah. cheap. No way to make yourself look older than to wear a fake beard. Yeah, just a clip-on Lincoln beard. <laughs> he has the Akeem mustache. Nah, it's <laughs> overrated movie. Wow. Overrated. That doesn't mean terrible. That just means not as great as 
what people say. No, I think I think what you'll find with the wire and what you're going to like about it is that it's um, you really get immersed in the whole the whole scene there, and uh, as it as it progresses, you'll you'll know more what I'm talking about. But uh, the character development's just outrageous. Just, it's just exceptional. So I mentioned I watched, I started it before and only got through like the first three episodes and then that was it. Yeah, you just got to stick with it. Yeah, and this time around, like last time I had a, a real feeling like this is just kind of boring. But apparently in my Stay with it. in my old age, this time around, I'm, I'm I'm interested. It's not it's not the quick start like you know the Shield or Breaking Bad sure. where like from episode one it does something outrageous to grab your attention, but I mean, I'm still there. In. Was no Kid Rock in episode one? No. Is that basically what you're saying? No. Uh, we got a little time. Let's do some emails. All right. Did so anybody that went to the dirt track send us an email? Uh, yeah, but no, no dirt track related material. So I'm going to go back to the oldest ones, and I don't think we'll get through all these. We've got four that I've highlighted here, and I think we'll, well do we two. we got to save something for next week, because I don't think Dave's going to any fancy restaurants between now and then. So well, Actually, I have somewhat of a de- development we can talk about next week. All right. It's uh, interesting. It's a tease. He's teasing okay, here we go, here we go. He has a development. First email is from our good friend Joey. All right. He of the duck fetish. <laughs> That's right, the perv. So, so, he's, so he's still given access to the internet, we're, we're to believe. All right. For now. Uh, yeah, what is that on the phone? It says, Dear Sirs, after hearing Tommy's terrified reaction to a tiny spider, it's not surprising to hear that he has a low opinion of Metallica and Metallica concerts. I'm sure they're too much they're too they're much too intense and scary for poor little Tommy. <laughs> So is this is this is there gonna be a question here? Oh, he's because he, I'm getting mad. We've got I'm multiple multiple paragraphs. Okay, I'm getting hot right now, so there's better be a question soon. He says, "I, however, love the Metallica show I saw in San Antonio. A very solid two hours. I could feel the heat. It's the only solid two anybody at this table's probably had. I could feel the heat from all the pyrotechnics all the way up in the nosebleed seats." Nosebleeds, huh? So, so did obviously, he get the enhanced thought, experience. Obviously, he's not doing as well as you are. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, yeah, awesome okay. to see three generations of Texans rocking out to Metallica. Now, speaking of nosebleed, I mean, as much cocaine was in the VIP section, <laughs> that might be the same thing as nosebleed. Maybe that's seats. what he's talking about. Yeah, it's a very, very fair point. So he also mentions that he was up in the Metroplex a couple weeks ago, and one of his buddies was very excited about the Lava Cantina. Oh, gosh. And he says, I hope to one day see a 90s alternative band there with the Where to Turn crew. Maybe Tommy can get a juice box and listen to some Ed Sheeran on headphones so he's not scared. This is a good email. Tommy responds. This is a terrible email. It's too long, okay? He needs to get to the point and stop bagging on me so much. But if he wants to go to Lava, in fact... If we want to orchestrate a lava trip, I'm also very interested in that. I just need an artist that'll. Dude, is clear, man. Is Lit gonna be there anytime soon? If Lit is there, we're going. <laughs> Show concert, I'm in. That would be fun. Yeah. Any other any other comments? Yeah, like, is this is there gonna be a question in here somewhere? No, it sounds like just a, a bunch of just observations. I'm, I'm getting, growing very weary of all the bagging on me. Hey, you know. Just because I actually have taste in music, I don't understand. Go listen to Vampire Weekend or whatever crap you listen to. 
Okay, so next email. So that, that, that no. was really it. Yeah, that was really it. That was really it. It was no just question. basically his his experience. Okay, I would like to take a moment to invite Joey to never email the show again. <laughs> I would like to invite Joey to at least two thirds of the podcast would love to go to a listener lava cantina concert. Yes, and send more emails about your Metallica experiences. Chronicle at least the top three to four shows of theirs that you've seen. And if you haven't been to that many shows, just maybe like some videos or something. Yeah, there. just go, In go, detail. go through the whole set list. Yeah. Also, Glenn can be like, oh, were you ever on a Metallica DVD? You know, I, I was. I still need to research that. Yeah. You do. I've not gone back speaking and... Speaking uh, of, yeah, speaking of doing good research for the show. Because that is a claim that I'm pretty sure I remember that correctly, <laughs> that I didn't make that up in my mind, but I haven't gone back to watch it yet since I made that bold claim those many months bold ago. Bold claim. Yeah, I know. Next email is from the Ticket Egg. All right, my sworn enemy. <laughs> okay, oh, this good. is this is timely. We can go against him then. He has plenty of questions. All right, well, I'm ready for this. Yeah. All right. He says, "Can we get a good old DraftKings tutorial? Is it an easy interface? How do you collect your winnings?" He says he's really quite interested in this world you men of opulence live in. It well, takes four dollars to get into contest. Let's start. Let's start there, and then we'll get to the the second part of it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, four dollars. It takes as a, big as small as you want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> Best of episode number two. <laughs> How many times did he use that line? Is what I want to know. No. It quite literally, you can play free contests. You can play. You can play, you can play for, for a quarter. quarter. Yeah. But All the the go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I probably shouldn't put this in the air. If there's any new listeners that want to sign up and, like, the first two weeks want to let me play the beginner contest okay, under their screen is, name. This is against the terms of service. <laughs> yeah, this is major, like, Dave collusion. Dave is just kidding. Get sued. But, hey, I mean, quick sidebar here, but we have discussed as a show, and I think we were going to wait for maybe, like, football season. We've talked about maybe even having kind of a recurring, like, hey, here's... Here's some thoughts on who you should play this weekend segment. Yeah, I think we're going to do that for football. It kind of has to be football it's because too convoluted for we don't do our show sports. live. Right. So we can give you pitching matchups for uh, you know Thursday night and then post the uh, yeah. show on Friday, and that doesn't do you much good. But you could do the uh, Sunday-only NFL slates. Yeah. We could give yeah. tips. Yeah, I promise this fall, if listeners want to, they can make literally tens of dollars yes. from our advice. Can you imagine if we ever hit one big and everybody was playing the lineup and we all were all sharing? The, yeah, because the football has huge first prizes. They have hundred thousand dollar to win contests for the, side, the first, money. and it's it's point break Dave and then the ticket egg played the exact same lineup. <laughs> Son of a, you're splitting that hundred grand. I'd be all right. Let me tell you, whatever lineup we give out, I'm not playing. Yeah, that's gonna be the okay. It's gonna be the B, the B list lineup for sure. But uh, the yes, first off. DraftKings, you can get through it. It's an app on your smartphone. And the interface is very easy to and use. And if you don't have one of those... <laughs> you don't need to be... <laughs> yeah. Proceed save to... Save your money. Yes. Save your money immediately. Um, no, it's it's a good app, as we've detailed. If you're trying to draft a 
Latin player in baseball, it can get a little tricky. A little tricky. I think we talked about that on the show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But other than that, you're good. But and, I think and you fund it with PayPal, and you get your money uh, immediately out from PayPal. So that's easy enough. As soon as all the games in the, that particular slate of games are over, whatever you win funds to your account, yeah, and you and can withdraw it immediately yeah. if I, you want to. When I won a few, you know, months ago or whatever, I you know withdrew several thousand dollars and. You know, within 24 hours of the request, it was sitting on my PayPal account. Right. It's not the super shady when you were trying to get a check from online poker back in the day. No. Oh, yeah, and if you want to talk about Bitcoin and stuff like that, we could do that on another show. But believe me, oh this is a lot easier. Yeah. And as far as, like, strategy and stuff, I mean, Dave talked about that earlier with his winnings when it comes to baseball. Baseball, it's all about stacking bats, man. But full disclosure, I think we all... We all pay a little bit of money a month for some statistic services, not to build your lineup, but to give you access to... Yeah, it's just access to it's information. Really, it's really it's information that... It's an aggregation of information that's available, but it makes it much easier to set your lineups because you can look at um, handedness matchups, hot, cold, analysis of their projections based on price, just some things that... Yeah. That you could do on your own, but would take a long time, and it's worth the whatever twenty four ninety nine a month to uh, subscribe to that service, and definitely has helped make me some uh, some money. So, Egg, if you need further advice, should you pursue this, feel free to slide into any of our DMs for if you've got questions or anything. Uh, we are here to help the listener. Yeah, I mean, we'll besmirch your reputation and make fun of you on Twitter, but we're not going to mess with your money. We'll. We'll give you the real advice. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I want to read. I want to read one thing uh, here, and it has to do with. Uh, it has to do with uh, responsible gaming. Oh, it's not any more uh, Die Hard Three material. No, because uh, DraftKings has taken it upon themselves to provide some statistics because they were. Uh, I don't know that they were ever sued, but there was a lot of public outcry and a, a potential. Attorney General investigation about deceptive advertising practices because they would just show like oh, just people everybody wins. guy won fifty thousand dollars so yeah. doesn't every casino do that the uh, the, the disclosure got the big check yeah the disclosure says in the last thirty days uh, all of all the users on the site only seventy percent are net winners thirteen percent are break even and seventy percent are net losers. And in the last six months, the top 1% of all users has won 42% of the money, yeah. which means the uh, really good professionals are winning at a higher clip. The people with the, the bots and the algorithms yeah. and all that. And, uh, and or maybe a logarithm. I don't know. <laughs> What's, is that on Minecraft? It just made me laugh because on the calculator it just says log. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. <laughs> nice. You know, sometimes I just wish I could push a button and get a log, but it <laughs> <Huh>. doesn't <laughs> always work out. Good so news. the rest of the email, um, speaking of opulence, Gustav and I recently found out that fellow Tell Me Where to Turn listener Mike Hernandez is an elite club member just like Tommy. Whoa. Finally, somebody that can understand. Maybe Mike and I should go to lunch and just talk about things that only club members could really I was understand. Say, maybe you've met each other, but you all wear like the mask because it's like a secret society in there. No one knows who you are. We wear those like <laughs> those masks with the big long noses. Yeah. yeah. Like in a 
What was that season season two of True Detective? <laughs> the bird, the bird, ma- the bird head masks. Uh, he wonders if if you two happen to be members of the same elite organization. And after this great email from Ticket Egg providing us great content and talking points, his last sentence is, "Lastly, Taco Casa is garbage." Whoa! I support that. I'm surprised you didn't delete that email and block him. Just meet us at the dirt track, see what happens. <laughs> Alright, we have a couple more emails, but I think we save those till next week. And maybe people will send us more. And we'll have more than two I emails. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Welcome to math. So next week we've got Dave. Dave does actually have a good update. I, I know what this is where this do you, is. Going. Do you wanna I'll give a quick tease. Oh let's yeah, tease. Let's do a okay. quick tease, because I, I feel like this this is pretty good work on your part for the show. So uh Dave on a just on a, a lark noticed a job posting that intrigued him. So just you know, has no inside person at this company, just sent a sent a resume in, expecting fully to it you know, immediately get shredded or never noticed. But recently uh, got a email setting up a phone interview and that phone interview will be coming from a number in Stamford, Connecticut. Glenn, do you have any idea what is headquartered in Stamford, Connecticut? Is DraftKings headquartered there? No. Is ESPN headquartered Uh, there? I think ESPN. That's Bristol, right? I think it's somewhere in Connecticut. And DraftKings is in just New York, New York. Uh, Pornhub? Good Terrible guess. guess. Let's just Hyde say. Piper. Let's just say Rosa's Cafe. <laughs> now I'm just pointing to things <laughs> in the room, saying the I love them. Former president of this company is now the secretary of small business. The WWE. The WWE. I have a phone interview with the <laughs> WWE. <laughs> what is happening? Are oh. you gonna have to move? Well, legitimately, there's no way... Because we're not doing any more of these on the phone. You're just out. <laughs> legitimately, just off the podcast. there's... If he's I, working for the WWE, he ain't off the podcast. Well, yeah. It's kind of funny, because, like, when I actually surprisingly got an email about a phone interview, I was, like, thinking, there's no way I'm moving to Connecticut. But at the same time, like, if I had an offer letter that said WWE at the top, like... I don't know if 10-year-old Dave could turn it down, but legitimately all I want is just to do well enough to get an in-person interview and just go up there and walk around, steal everything I can out of that office. Look, pal. I guess the macho man's not around to interview anymore, right? The the interview's not taking place in hell. (laughs) Is he he playing tetherball with (laughs) Chester in China? Yes, and Rick Rude, <laughs> Bam Bam Bigelow, and Kurt Henning. Big Boss Man, Ultimate uh, Warrior. Junkyard Dog. <laughs> JYD. <laughs> Big John Tinto. Right, well, I can't wait. I, I can't wait to tune in next week to hear that story. Man. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Looking forward to it. All right, we'll pass that queso back over here.